I'm so glad that you're here. You are listening to What the Fuck Did She Just Say? with your host, that's me, Sandra Priestley. I'm all about living our best life and finding our zone of brilliance and then removing the resistance so that we can go all in. I say random crazy shit, which is why I called this podcast the way that I did, and I really hate long, drawn-out intros, so let's fucking go. For those of you who watch me on social media, you will know that almost every single day I post some video um, of me sitting by the water. I go and go on a long walk with our dog, Marley and sit by the water. And usually she and I both sit on the same rock and just watch the wildlife and watch the waves and things. And she truly is a dog that is so well behaved. She makes us look good. Like every single day when I am going for a walk and I see someone, every single person will comment on how well-trained she is and how well-behaved she is. She carries her own leash. Um, She does not need a leash. She sits like she heals very, very well. And if she does kind of go wander off, even just slightly, I kid you not, I have to just say, Marley, in exactly that tone. And she comes running and she goes right next to my leg. Every single person will say, wow, have you ever trained her well? And I always say, she just came like that. (laughs) We did not train her. And I mean, we, we got her when she was just a tiny little puppy. So it's not like they had trained her either. She's just naturally well-behaved like this. And she really does make us look good. Like we, (laughs) we have taken other dogs to, to obedience classes and they were nowhere near as well-behaved as Marley is. So I'm sure that when I tell you this story, which I am going to be calling five avocados in a glass jar of mints, when I tell you this story, you're really going to appreciate it. So my husband and my daughter and I had gone to watch a football game and we left Marley at home. And I thought that, you know, the the house was well, uh, well taken care of, you know, like I, I didn't have any like door open so that she could get into her food. Like I felt like we had prepared the world here and we left and we were gone for about an hour and a half possibly before my husband had gone home for a little bit and then come back. Well, In the midst of this football game and Marley being at home for her by herself for like one and a half hours, she had eaten five avocados and I like a few little mini tomatoes. And P.S. Before I get emails, I know avocados are not good for dogs. I know tomatoes are not good for dogs. I did not give them to her. They were on a, on a beautiful plate that says grateful in the middle of my kitchen island. She has never touched them before, and yet she ate them all. 
minus one tiny little tomato that she left for me. Thank you, Marley. She also ate a empty pizza box. Why is the good question. A loaf of expensive gluten-free bread that I had placed like way back at the back of the counter. She pulled off a glass jar that was filled with mints on like it was up on top of my china cabinet. So she pulled that down and somehow this did not break. And then she scratched the hell out of the jar in order to get into the mints. She also chewed the top of a bag of a Costco sized pancake mix um, bag. And she ate, I don't know, like maybe a third of that. Now, keeping in mind, this is the dog that I'm so proud to walk with. This is the dog that everyone says, oh my gosh, your dog is amazing. She did not seem amazing in this moment when we came home. She looked and seemed stressed and probably didn't feel so good with four and a half avocado pits in her stomach. And in the moment, <laughs> in the moment, I thought, oh my gosh, but then it took me a, a step back and I realized how important this lesson was for me and how it related to the conversations that I was having with my clients, because we often have situations that happen to us that trigger us and we start to tell stories that may or may not be true. We start to act in a way that is not like we normally act. So in Marley's situation, she was left alone and she felt unsafe. I'm assuming, I'm assuming. I mean, how do I really know? She hasn't told me this story. She might have just said, you asshole, you left me alone. I'm going to eat every single thing that is potentially something I could or could not digest. <laughs> you know, she may have just done that because she was mad, but I don't think so. I actually think that when she was in the home by herself, she started to feel unsafe and her brain started to tell her, I'm unsafe, I'm fearful. And she went into this frenzy, this panicky, anxiety-ridden frenzy. She started to tell herself she was unsafe, and then she started to act in ways that she would not normally act. And as I tell this story, I want you to think in, in think back to the times when you have experienced this as well. And if you haven't, I feel like you're lying to yourself or to me. <laughs> Or you are absolutely perfect <laughs> because I just think it's human nature or dog nature. I just think it's human for us to feel triggered by something and have this like fear or anger 
or frustration or anxiety or any number of, of emotions come through us. And what ends up happening is we have the trigger. We feel the feeling of this discomfort and we start to tell stories in our, in our heads. You know, we start to tell stories, things like, I know this is what she meant. Why did she say this? This is so unfair. And we start to replay over and over and over again. We start to almost act or um, like reenact or create what did happen, what could happen, how we will respond in the future. And what this does is we just create stories that keep us stuck in the emotion or even worse, not even stuck in that initial emotion, but it starts to build and it starts to create something we don't want at all. It robs us of our peace. It robs us of our personal power when we do this. When we start telling stories and we start creating things and, and we might even be justified in, in the initial feeling. And it's okay to feel that. But what happens when we feed it? We feed the initial fear or the initial feeling, that initial emotion. We feed it by constantly thinking, by constantly ruminating, by, by um, having these irrational thoughts and assuming things instead of really looking at the fact. The fact being, we have a feeling we do not like, now what? And when we can take a just a big deep breath in and really allow ourselves to feel what we feel without recreating a story that isn't true, we can maintain that power. And then once we maintain that power and we, we um, are able then to, to respond instead of react, Marley was not able to sit, <laughs> take a breath, Look and go, okay, wait a minute. What is happening in this house right now? I know I'm alone, but am I safe? Well, nothing is happening currently in this place. They've left the TV on for me so that I can watch dog shows. I've got my couch. I've got some water. I don't have any dog food, but I just did eat and I don't have to go to the bathroom. And if I did, then I could worry about it then. But for right now, in this moment, I'm safe. That would have been great. And if someone can teach Marley to do that, that would be fantastic <laughs> because we could leave her alone for more than three minutes. Um, but what happens when we do that, when we can sit and as, a, as an observer of our thoughts, when we can sit and go, hmm, this is a situation, it's triggered this emotion, this is here to help me in some way heal something about me. 
that's where the true power comes. When we can sit in as an observer of our thoughts, because it really does just tell us more about ourselves, how our emotions feel or how we, how we feel emotionally in response to something that happens tells us something about us. And what we tend to do is we react. And as my husband says, go right down the rabbit hole. I am not immune to the same thing. (laughs) This is why I can tell you this with 100% assurance. I know this situation because I have been here too. I think it's human nature to have a situation that triggers us and for us to feel an emotion and sometimes for us to lose it. But I've also been able to regain that personal power and really feel outside or sit, be able to sit outside of my thoughts and say, hmm, this is interesting that this is coming up. This is an interesting response that my human brain is having. How am I going to choose to respond to the situation? How am I going to choose to respond to this in hindsight? How do I want to tell this story? Something that Melanie Ann Lair, coach, always says. <laughs> in hindsight, how do I want to look back on this day? And I feel as though part of my greatest, um, my greatest ability as a coach is my work in helping women move through this and gain that, regain that personal power, being able to help them to respond versus react, being able to help them have that centeredness and that personal power and be like the center of the tornado, that calm centeredness, no matter what is happening around us. Our lives and our world can absolutely erupt and it can sweep us up in it, or we can try to sit back and maintain that personal power despite what everything is happening around us. And that's my greatest, my greatest job on this earth, I think, is to help women find their inner brilliance, remove the resistance and really gain that personal power. I love so much this program that I channeled called The Power of You that I'm running in October. And it has been one of the things that I think I continually go back to every single day. I live that program. I've embodied that program. And it is everything to me because it has changed my entire life. And that's where this comes from. In fact, I should put Marley through it. (laughs) But that's where this knowledge comes from. It's not from me learning something from someone and teaching it. It is about my experience in all that I've learned over the years in the coaching that I've had, the mentorship that I've had, the courses that I've taken. And all of this combined with all of my personal experiences that have helped me through 
And I love that I have seen this work for so many women as well and really find that they step into this intentional personal power that is just magnetic. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've had some laughs, maybe some ideas, and that you've been inspired to take some type of action toward the life you've always dreamed of. If you feel so called, I would love it if you would share with your besties and leave a review down below. I look forward to bringing you along on this journey and I will see you in the next episode.